Hello, and welcome to the C-Store Decisions live podcast. I'm Isabel Gustafson, Associate Editor of C-Store Decisions Magazine. Thank you for joining us. Please sit back and enjoy as we talk all things convenience retailing. I'm here with Cliff's Local Market Director of Food Service, Derek Thurston. Derek, thank you for joining me today. How are you? Very good, thank you. Good. Uh, well, so Cliff's is a C-Store chain based in central New York, and you're always innovating on the menu, which is great. Um, how many stores are you at now? Is it 19? Yes, that is correct. We have 19 locations. Okay, great. And how many of those offer food service? So all of them will offer a degree of food service. Ten of our stores is what I like to call our full-service full food locations, which kind of has our full menu, um, dispensed beverage, prepared foods, and pizza. So those stores will have uh, a sandwich unit um, where we do made-to-order products. And then we also have five subways as well. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the made-to-order items? So, I mean, you know, we we specialize in, you know, subs, wraps, and melts. It's kind of our made-to-order program which has been very popular. Our wraps do very well. Our melts do well. Our, our sandwiches do well. We've got some different unique offerings within those categories. We also do obviously pizzas, slices, as well as whole pizzas. And then in the dispensed beverage category, you know, we're doing coffee. We use a local uh, brewer in Utica Coffee. And we have, you know, your cold brew, your slush line, your frozen carbonated, as well as a few stores, we do a bubbler program. So we're kind of always trying to innovate on the um, dispensed beverage part of things. But obviously this year has been a little bit of a challenge in that category just due to the loss of traffic. Has Cliffs added any new items or initiatives this year? Honestly, the only thing with, with everything that's going on, you know, new products has been not as much as we've done in the past. I did try, it was a, it was a 100% Angus beef hot dog, pretzel dog. And it was an item that came in its package. You cooked it in its packaging and then you put it in the warmer. So it was, it was ultimately a product that's never been touched. So we did try that. I don't know if the timing was the best, but that didn't really take off too well for us. Mm. And did you add chicken wings this year as well? Or was that? Oh, that's right. We did do that. God, it's going back. It's been such a long year that we did do. Obviously, we don't have fryers in all of our locations, but we, you know, we do a lot of pizza business and some of our stores without fryers. We were getting a lot of uh, requests for wings. So we, um, you know, we worked with Tyson and they have a pretty good wing product that we were able to bake through our ovens. So we do kind of a twice baked chicken wing and that's actually taken off pretty good for us. I mean, some stores do better than others, um, but that's been a nice addition to the menu just to kind of complement our pizza program. Yeah, it seems like chicken wings are definitely trending this year. Uh, what sort of sauces do you offer? So we, we typically will do, you know, your basic, we'll do your mild, medium, hot, um, we will do a garlic, garlic parmesan, and a Carolina gold are sort of my core sauces that we'll offer. But I know we have a lot of customers who are very loyal customers who sort of know what different sauces we have on our made-to-order line. So, I mean, we're more than happy to accommodate. I mean, I've had people order Southwest Chipotle wings, you know, honey Dijon wings. And, of course, we'll accommodate anybody. If, if we've got the sauce in the building, we will accommodate it. It seems like a good way to get creative as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, and like, it's funny, kind of some of our food service managers out there, they're always playing around and calling me up and say, hey, we should do this wing or we should do that wing. So it's been kind of a fun product and it's created some innovation among some of our food service managers that they've tried to pitch me different sauces and flavors. So it's been nice. Do you think you'll add any other chicken products or do you think you'll stick with wings? 
um, wings. I um, I have looked at uh, like a spicy chicken breast sandwich that we've been playing around with. So that could be a possible menu addition this year as well. We do we do do a chicken breast sandwich right now that we put out in our grab and go units, and we do like a chicken cordon bleu, a buffalo chicken, or like a barbecue chicken, and those sandwiches tend to do very well as well. Yeah, the spicy chicken sandwich is definitely one that it seems like a lot of QSRs have been adding lately. And we'll that's that's basically that. what it is too. It almost reminded me very similar to like the Wendy's spicy chicken breast fillet, um, the product that I've been testing, and it's gotten some good feedback from the staff. So I think as things you know start to improve, I'll be more inclined to kind of throw out some of those new items. Hopefully, we're looking at maybe April, May. I mean, I do have one new item kind of on the horizon, looking at March, and it's a it's a locally made roll. It's a Utica Greens roll, which is a like a local. I don't know if you're familiar with Utica Greens, but it's kind of like a, a local favorite here in the Utica market. So we were able to take that with a company that we worked with, and they were able to take their greens recipe and put it inside of a roll. So it's this nice roll blended with the Utica Greens. It has a nice spice to it, a nice little kick to it. We plan on doing a, an Italian sandwich on that roll. What kind of greens is it? So typically like Utica greens, everyone has their own little version of it, but typically it'd be like um, escarole and you'll kind of just boil it down and then you'll, you'll toss it in a pan with some sort of um, meat or maybe like a prosciutto or maybe like a salami and you'll do breadcrumbs and um, cherry peppers, a little garlic and it tosses all up. And it's, it's really around here. You go to any restaurant in the Utica market. I mean, if you head out towards like Syracuse, you'll see greens on the menu. It's very, very popular. Uh, regional cuisine around here. Sounds really good. Yeah, it actually is really, it's one of my favorites too, actually, to be honest. I always order greens when we go out as well. Is it important to you to add local and regional items to the menu? Absolutely. I think that, especially during this pandemic, I mean, I've noticed that people are, are supporting local. We've, we've done well during this pandemic. So I think it's important to, you know, support the local businesses as well and help them out. I mean, the, the Utica Greens role came about, this was a company that um, was running their own little bagel shop. It was human technology. So they use um, individuals with developmental disabilities to, uh, you know, fill jobs. And so they were running a bagel shop over in Utica and it was doing well. But of course, the pandemic shut that down and kind of killed the whole thing. So that's kind of where we started talking about being able to bring in this product to our stores. Um, so we actually are going to sell these bagels in our stores coming in January, which then led to the uh, Utica Green Rolls where we're going to do the new sandwich. And they also are making a Utica Greens bagel. So it really plays into our local preferences here. And the plan is to also make a made-to-order breakfast sandwich on the Utica Green bagel. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's going to get some pretty good traction this year around this in this market for sure. We've been down a little bit in breakfast sandwiches. It really, the morning day part is the day part that's taking the biggest hit. And I should say it's overall, but it's by, by location. It can be worse just depending on where you are. If you're near a business park, a college, a school, those stores took the biggest hit. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder if people are ordering any of those breakfast items outside of the traditional hours, or do you offer them outside of breakfast hours? I, I mean, we don't like advertise it, but if someone came up and they're like, can I have a breakfast sandwich? We'd absolutely accommodate that request. But it's not something that I've like tried or, or, or promoted, like grab a breakfast sandwich at mm-hmm. any time. Going back to local, that obviously goes along with your coffee options. Do you have any LTOs for winter? Yeah, so we are currently in our, um, so we, we work with Utica Coffee, which is a local um, roaster and brewer, and we, um, we did their mocha mint during December, and that's actually running through January as well. 
And then when we roll into February, we're going to be doing their dark chocolate raspberry truffle, which will be um, February and March. And then in April and May, it's to be determined. They were going to do an exclusive flavor just for our team. So I'm not even sure what that is. I think it was going to be blueberry French toast, but that might be a, a little ahead of myself. That sounds really good, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've, yeah, you've mentioned the dark chocolate raspberry truffle one before. You said that's a really popular Yeah, that's a really popular one. So we just bring it back usually around um, Valentine's Day. I mean, I remember, I think I might have told you before, we had a lady who once, you know, wrote to me and said she'd walk 20 miles to get that blend. So it certainly has a loyal following. I personally kind of like it myself, so I'm kind of happy to have it back in the store. Yeah, it seems like that's a good way to get people back in the stores and back excited about, about visiting. I mean, that's certainly what we'd like to do is, you know, kind of keep promoting our morning offerings to kind of get people back into that morning routine. Because if you, I mean, if you look at the sales, I mean, that is definitely the, the day part that got hurt the most. And I've noticed that, you know, my coffee sales for the year or my dispensed beverages sales for the year were down probably about, coffee was down about 12% for the year. But interestingly enough, our Utica coffee retail bags for the year were up 100%. So there was obviously a shift from people coming into the stores and buying a, a coffee that was already brewed to buying retail bags, brewing it at home while they work at home. And you offered bags of ground and whole bean or? Yeah, we do ground bags and we do K-cups. And we typically will always offer um, the retail bag of the LTO that we're offering at the same time, kind of create a little synergy between our offering and our retail offerings. So people can try it and then they can buy it. And it seems to have been a good relationship and works. Yeah, that's really smart. I know personally I've been buying a lot of local coffee beans and you obviously are known for your pizza as well. Is there anything, did you do anything new with pizza this past year or any trends that you're seeing? I mean, we haven't really done too much new with pizza just with the way the pandemic's going. But the, the biggest trend I've noticed is that obviously our slice business for the year was down about 7% just due to the lack of, I shouldn't even say lack of traffic because the stores were busy, but food service was the one category where people tend to be a little more gun shy, I think, during the pandemic. But whole pizzas, on the other hand, was up 12%. So we saw a nice increase in the take home. So people were calling our stores, ordering whole pizzas, coming in, grabbing some other, you know, groceries and bringing a pizza home. So that was kind of a nice thing to see for the year to be up 12% whole pizzas. Yeah, that's great. I mean, with the fact where our slice business was down seven, with the whole pizzas being up 12, we only ended the year down in pizza one, you know, 1.89 or 2%, which to me was pretty much a win. Right. All things considered. That's All things considered good. for sure. Yeah. A lot of people are ordering more pizza these days, it seems like. Yeah, I think it holds up well, you know, during transport. Easy, you know, to, to grab one and feed a family for a pretty good reasonable price point, too. Mm -hmm. If we are able to, you know, get back to more normal food service circumstances in 2021, do you foresee adding anything new to the menu or pizza specifically? I haven't really thought about any new pizza flavors. I mean, last year I was looking into some of the alternative crust. Um, you know, cauliflower crust and um, gluten-free crust and different things like that. And we were, you know, working towards that and then kind of things all changed. And, you know, I haven't seen too much traction on those or haven't had requests for those type of alternative carriers um, this year. So always got my eyes open, always looking for new on trends. So we'll certainly, if something's there, we will, we will look at it, but nothing on the horizon. What would you say is your biggest challenge right now? Is it that breakfast day part? I would definitely say it's the breakfast day part, no doubt about it. I mean, just okay. trying to... I mean, obviously we're profitable in that day part, but just to maintain the margins that we like to be at, um, you know, by limiting waste. So we've made some changes where, you know, we pull some offerings in the afternoon. Now we're in the past, we never had to do that or didn't do that. 
but now we're a little bit more cognizant of the, the less traffic in the stores. And maybe we, you know, instead of offering six varieties every day, we've got stores that offer five now. So it's kind of on a per store basis. And we, you know, we have the luxury of being able to look at everything from a per store basis, being only 19 store chain. So we kind of, you know, some stores will offer some items that maybe another store won't, which, you know, isn't the greatest from a consistency standpoint, but just from an operational standpoint, some stores just don't have the volume to support everything that we're doing. Anything that you see as your biggest opportunity or anything that you're most excited about for 2021? I say I'm most excited just about, well, I'm a little selfish, but I'm kind of excited by looking at my same store sales going against pandemic numbers because they're going to look great. So that'll be exciting to once again, see some positive numbers, you know, coming back out in the food service department. I'm also very excited to launch a new LTL, you know, and just basically have fun in the stores again, you know, have new products and visit the stores and get this food service managers excited about new things and kind of getting back to a sense of normalcy where we're not so focused on, um, you know, cleaning touch points and, and those types of things, but we're more engaged in, you know, just having fun at the store again and making food and having fun at work. I mean, there's still fun at work, but you know how it is. I mean, it's just a little bit more, you know, we're very cognizant of everything that's going on and people without masks coming in the stores. I mean, it's, it's just, it's been a crazy time. Right. Yeah. A lot of blooming, uh, worries still, of course. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing in the community storage? We're seeing, you know, some plant-based things, but not as much as we thought we would, you know, at the start of 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was looking at plant-based. I mean, I did that um, a plant-based uh, vegan chili for um, Lent last year, and it really, I couldn't tell you how it did, just because right when I launched it, it was kind of right when everything kind of went crazy. So that one kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Well, and that kind of goes along with another brand we've been seeing is a lot of comfort food. You know, that's actually a very good point you just made with comfort foods. Because one thing that kind of stuck out at me when I was looking at our year-end numbers was that fried food was up 16% for the year. And that, if there's ever a comfort food, it's fried food, you know, cheese sticks and chicken tenders and boneless wings. So that was, that was actually interesting to see that. And one more thing I just thought was really kind of interesting that was up for the year in dispensed beverage was our frozen non-carbonated. That was sort of interesting to see too. You know, almost everything was down. You know, coffee's down, fountain beverage down, cold brew coffee was down, but frozen non-carbonated up 20%. I don't know if it was maybe during the summertime, people were just, there wasn't a lot going on or to do. So just going out and grabbing a frozen treat from a convenience store was kind of that mood lift some people needed, but whatever it was, we'll take it. So it was kind of an interesting product to see up for the year, but we'll take it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, the comfort food one is really interesting because at the start of the year, before the, you know the pandemic hit, everyone was saying healthy foods is where sure. it's going to be. Isn't that funny? I that's so right too. You know, there's people I think at this point we're like, I just I need comfort. You know, throw everything out the window and just give me something that I know I like. I need this right now. Right. Yeah. So I guess everybody's you know wondering for 2021 if we're going to keep with these comfort foods or if it's going to go back to healthy food. I know. I feel like that will be, you'll see that transition if people get out of the slumber and start to come back. If things start to, you know, normalize come summertime, everyone's going to be in this mass panic to uh, get themselves back into shape. Right. You know, I think I was actually up in fruit this year too. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, I was up 7% in fruit and veggie kind of interesting one you know we do all sorts of fruit cups and fruit bowls and watermelon bowls you know really during the summer we do big one we had a great great summer for it so we're up some percent fruit and veggie sales i wonder if that's because people were limiting trips overall so if they were i think it was i think less trips to the grocery store and just trying to get things in and out i mean i was i sold i couldn't even tell you how many watermelon bowls i sold this year it was an incredible product for me Mm -hmm. and i had stores selling 100 watermelon bowls a week which just it's a watermelon cut up and it's 
chunks. We did 28 ounces in a bowl and sell it for five bucks. Flying. Well, thanks so much for your time and I hope you have a really happy new year. Of course, the same to you. Have a happy and safe new year. It was great talking with you. You've been listening to the C-Store Decisions Live podcast. For more, visit cstoredecisions.com.